Welcome to another episode of My Hope is Built On with your hosts, David and Dan Ziegler, a show about real people with real stories answering the question, what is your hope built on? May this week's episode bring you some hope. Well, welcome again to another episode of My Hope is Built On, and I'm here with another special friend and guest, and that's Maggie Hansman. And Maggie and I go uh, way back, and, and I don't even want to put ages on there or dates or anything like that, <laughs> just to know that we actually uh, know each other through church. Uh, we serve together in ministry to with one another uh, as it related to high school kids and, uh, and um, in the youth ministry. And so, um, Maggie, why don't you kind of tell, because I know you're no longer nearby, so why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, where you're at, and what you got going on? Well, sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, well, I'm a mother of four. I, As Dan said, we, I, we used to live in Santa Clarita, and we uh, best years of my life were with ministry with our high schoolers. I, I will always say that. And <laughs> um, but I am a certified health coach now, helping uh, individuals um, just kind of focus in on gaining optimal health in all areas of their lives. Um, so I've been doing that now for about five years. Um, I have a daughter married, a son getting married here soon, another one who's in a good, strong relationship. And a few years back, we adopted a beautiful little boy. So he's now turning six next month. So um, I'm staying young with my little guy here and enjoying life uh, here in Prescott, Arizona. We moved out of California, moved to Prescott, Valley, Arizona, a few years back. Very we're good. Just, yep. Living life. <laughs> yeah. No, and it looks like you're having a lot of fun. I watch all the, I see your, you know, we all live vicariously or how should I say, we just stay connected through uh, social yeah. media. So it's yeah. been kind of cool to see yeah. that. Uh, you know, Maggie, I, yeah, we got a chance to talk before the show a little bit and everything. And I kind of shared with you a little bit about what the show's about. And I know that you've listened to some of the episodes as well, <laughs> but uh, Maggie, for you, when you think of hope, what does hope mean to you? Yeah. So hope means to me, well, I, I kind of can't take hope out of the context of faith. You know, it's like hope and faith go together, but Hope for me is really, if you're just like on a plain level is optimism. I mean, to have, to be able to be optimistic about something that we don't see yet, but having a, like a strong belief or confidence that no matter what, no matter what things look like where they're at right now, that in the end, it's all going to be okay. So hope for me is, is an element of peace. It's a trust. It is, um, oh, it's. It's just really at the core for me, believing I spent many years in, in hopeless. I mean, without, without hope, we are hopeless, right? Yeah, yep. So, but being able to live this life, no matter what circumstances are going on around me, to have that center core of me know that whatever's happening, it's not happening to me, it's happening for me. And I can trust in the storm or in the, the height that something good is, is, is coming of it. I guess that's kind of how yeah. I see hope. I mean, I think there's different levels of hope. You know, I can say to my client, man, I hope you, you know, I hope you do it, you know? So we use the word hope in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And it's always yeah. in that encouragement. I hope, I hope, I hope you like it. You know, I'm giving yep. a gift. Hope you like it. So there's this, this um, anticipation that goes along with it, but yeah, that's kind of, 
No, no, that's a great, you yeah. know, that's a great yeah. definition. And, and it's funny you said that because I was just, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, how many times do we even use the word hope in a day? I mean, just because you're, you, like you said, you use it yeah. in a sentence often right. as it relates to expressing optimism. So yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're excited, you know, you're yeah. excited. You're believing for, you know, I, you know, a lot of times hope is believing for somebody Yeah. Um, when they're not believing for that they can do yeah. it in themselves. And that's something that through what I do, I'm able to really, you know, speak life and speak yeah. uh, encouragement, speak hope into them because yeah. they, most people have tried getting on their feet with their health and they fall, you know? So it's, so yeah, that's kind of how, uh, I was thinking as I was thinking about uh, knowing I was sharing just like, yeah, how many times do we use the word hope and how many different, you know, and there's different levels to it, you know, yeah. I think in the depth of it. So, yeah. yeah. No, and it's really kind of cool because one of the things I always share with people on this show is that it really is, is if you're going through a hopeless situation, sometimes you need to borrow somebody else's mm -hmm. hope. And that's exactly what coaching is, honestly, at yeah. the day. It's borrowing yeah. somebody else's hope. You know, you get yeah. a place in your life where you maybe plateaued, you're stuck and you're feeling hopeless, like nothing's going to ever mm -hmm. come of it. And so now you get to come along and say, hey, I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to help reestablish and help build hope back into your life. Yes. And so that's yeah. That's and cool. this year has actually been a year where um, I've needed that, you know, I've needed yep. that very thing that I do for people. I've needed it done for me because, you know, storms and trials did hit. Now, it didn't mean I, I lost it, but when we are in tough times that uh, the the mind is a real powerful thing and it and really wants to take us down yeah. that road of hopelessness. It, it, you know, it just, everything becomes bigger. The voices get louder that usually aren't very positive and sometimes they come and go, but um, since you said that about it, it was just like, that's been a year for me. Uh, well, the last six months, you know, I have, yeah. a yeah, I have, a I went through a crazy surgery at the beginning of the year and, um, I got through that fine. I mean, I got through that fine, but my, my friend who was there was just like, you know, praying. She goes, I just, I don't know how you can be in that situation and not be like freaking out. And she asked me, you know, did you think about dying? Did you think about this? And I'm like, I honestly, I didn't, I, I, I didn't think about dying, you know, cause I was, I mean, I think that's because I am anchored in, I mean, I, I didn't think it was a life death situation, even though it was, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I think that hope is something when you have it, even though sometimes we need somebody to speak into us, it's still in the core of us that, you know, hmm. God's got us, you know? Yeah. So no matter what, I mean, that's for me, God's got me. I know it no matter what he's got me yeah. and I rest in that. So that then obviously then that answers the question. What, Maggie, what is your hope built on? Yeah. Well, if I can kind of share a little bit about uh, just just a little quick, because I grew up for 24 years of my life. I I was uh, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> I had made a lot of decisions. I did not grow up in a faith based family. You know, we went to occasional church and everything. I mean, it was good family, but um, I was left to my own a lot, you know, and the decisions I made and trying to figure out life and everything. I figured it I figured it out. Well, I wasn't figuring it out too good. Let's just put it that way. I wasn't figuring it out. I was looking for love in all the wrong places, found myself in um, many situations that were not good and um, left with a lot of regret and everything. But in my 20s, um, that all changed for me. And that was a time when uh, 
I was wooed. <laughs> um, I was wooed for a while and I didn't even know it. I, it's funny because when you, when I came to Christ and I am a believer in Jesus Christ, but, and that is who, and what my hope, um, my hope is built on him, you know, yeah. and I, I have a plaque in my game room that says hope, the anchor for the soul. Right. And, um, it, I mean, it, it really is the anchor for our soul, you know, our spirit, that's, all of our substance. I mean, we can be, um, oh, I lost my train of thought there, but as, as hope being an anchor for my soul, like our mind, like I said, there's parts, three, three parts to us, you know, mind, body, and spirit, you know, yeah. and the, the spirit, when the spirit and the soul is anchored, hmm. other things can be going on, but we, we can stand steady in the storm, you know, and, and God's proven that to me. But so anyways, when I came to Christ, um, in, in my twenties, uh, I was, I was gifted profoundly with faith, which I did not know at the time that he just really imparted me with that. But, um, I, uh, I came to him and I feel like I was just kind of given a whole new set of eyes, a whole new set of, of perspective. There was something that changed deep within me that no longer pursued the things of this world in the way yeah. that I once did. As a matter of fact, I could see, I could see clearly because even as much as the consequences of what I was doing were piling up on me, I didn't know how to get away from them. I mean, I thought yeah. this is life, right? But no, there's a whole nother way to live life. And, um, and that all changed for me in my twenties uh, when I did come to Christ and, you know, the word of God, the truth for me, he is my guiding. He's, you know, he's my, the word of God is, is the truth in my, to me. And yeah. I build my life upon the truth. He has proven himself faithful, um, to me th through, through the years. And, um, doesn't mean everything's always been good, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing, you know, life, as I said, you know, life happens I, fairly recently the, the expression, you know, like, like life doesn't happen to us, but for us. Right. And I've, just like when you hear that and you think about that, like, so what does that mean? You know, life happens to us or for us. Well, if we look at it for us, that is, that's looking at it from an optimistic point of view. Number one, mm -hmm. it gets us out of that victim seat because we're looking at for us. Okay. Well, what is life for? What's the purpose mm -hmm. of life? You know, yeah. I'm here to grow. I'm here to learn. I'm here to love. I'm here to feel empathy. I'm here, here to share, share the truth of yeah. God. Um, but all of those things that, um, all of those things that, oh my gosh, I'm like brain, um, <laughs> that are, that are just part of now my faith, the way I live my life is yeah. from that perspective. I don't, you know, it's, you know, can the victim pop up? Yes. You know, <laughs> she can pop up, but, um, that stinky thinking is, is what will take us, you know, it'll distract us from the hope yeah. that we do have, that we know we have that's real. And again, I, I, you know, I'm a firm believer, especially in the times that we're living in, you know, it's, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uh, scary, you know, stuff yeah. that, that we don't understand what's going on around us. We've never lived through this kind of a pandemic before. And, 
you know, there is definitely times when you can feel hopeless, right? I mm-hmm. mean, you know, your, your freedoms, some things are they're they're telling you not to do that you used to freely go out and do. And, um, but that has led a lot of people, people without hope and even people with hope to, 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 to do unfortunately drastic things in this past year. And mm-hmm. I just, I'm just ever so grateful that I'm, when that stinky thinking comes up in me, when I start to feel the weight and pressure that I can say, okay, who are my eyes? What am I, what are my eyes fixed on? Who is my, who are my eyes fixed on? Yeah. And when I, when I have those check questions, it's like, usually every single time when I'm spinning and I'm feeling anxious or chaotic or anything like that <laughs> in my spirit, it's because I'm looking at the world. I'm looking at the news. I'm looking at the circumstances of life instead of grounding myself back in. Okay. But God, what, what do you say? Who do you say? What, what do you tell me? What are you speaking to me? And, and yeah, so yeah. that was kind of a long answer. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's really good. And, and, and I think, you know, when you listen to people too, I mean, the victim mentality aspect of life is, is really one of the biggest challenges. And when you get into a a victim place, it's so easy to get sucked into that hopeless state. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, what, what, just, you know, even what, what is a quick truth to help pull you out of getting into that victim mindset? I mean, I know you said uh, you, you, you focus on God's word, but maybe there's a go-to one for you that is just foundational for you. Um, I know I put you on the spot, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I've just kind of gone through something in the last few months where I was in my own mind, kind of, you know, my, my mentality was a little more, I didn't really recognize it as victim (laughs) mentality, you know, And, and, you know, what is victim mentality? I mean, there's degrees of it too, right? Yeah. But basically it's, we're sitting in a place where we're looking, we're feeling helpless, we're feeling hopeless, we're feeling like the world, the world's against me, the people that, you know, everything that is positive is now a negative. And we're sitting in this place that it's not owning, you know, taking responsibility yeah. Yeah. for my own thoughts. So um, the most powerful truth for me is, um, well, cu- there's a couple, <laughs> But where God, what am I thinking on? So I go to the word. God tells me to dwell, you know, think upon things that are good, pure, you know, following that. Okay, so is that what I'm doing? You know, what pulls me out? What pulls me out, honestly, will always be his truth. I mean, it will always be his word that what am I, that he allows me to see. um, Trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean on my own understanding. Okay, Mm -hmm. what am I seeing in my life show up right now? What's going on? And allowing, and really, honestly, it's truly being open and honest to correction, being open and honest to Lord, show me, you know, or, or let people in your life who you're accountable to show me what's going on. What are you seeing in me that's shifting, you know, help me, help me to get back on that path. Cause I'm certainly, um, I mean, I would say a good portion of my life, I'm, I'm not a victim, but I definitely, definitely can go there and, it's always humbling too, because you kind of, you see it, you can kind of see it a little more quickly in other people, but not recognize it as quick in yourself. But yeah. basically, you know, it'll keep, it'll stand you, it, 
when you are in victim mentality, it can really stand you in your stand. You're, you're just standing still while yeah. the world's going on around you. And you're just kind of looking around going, what about me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And, you know, I think, and it's not, of- and it's not to say that there are not people victimized in this world and, 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 and no, all no, of- no, no, no. And yeah. Again, just, it, just to clarify, because I know that, you know, I know there's a lot of people we have been, but at the end, even in that, you know, you see these stories of people who rise up because, they are not going to let, you know, really when you're a victim is when you're letting anything else but your own personal responsibility control your outcome, you know, yeah. control your attitude, your outcome, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, and again, Sorry, like you. you said, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of people that have gone through some things that oh. you, they were victims of something, right? Yes. It, whatever there was, it was a crime. It could be of anything. Um, and so there is, some, like you said, varying degrees of victim list. But it, like you said, there still is an individual responsibility that one has to take mm-hmm. for that. And that may even be um, a level of or degree of forgiveness for that person that yes. was, you know, even though it was wrong, it was, it's, it's a freeing thing for you yes. to help you overcome. And, yeah. and so that's, you know, I really appreciate you sharing that. One of the things I've always shared too, is I always think of uh, is hope is what we've talked about is, is the foundations or truths that we're, that we're built on. And, and so that's how we find our hope, but hope is if you looked at it in terms of being in a garden, uh-huh. weeds kind of get into these gardens and those weeds are the lies and it's the lies that drowned out sometimes the hope. And one of the yes. things hope uh, weeds actually can grow bigger than hope. And you, and so you no longer see that truth in that garden anymore. Yes. So in the garden of truth, there's lies. And if we're not nipping and pulling those lies out as we go along, they can begin to overtake us and overshadow yeah. the truths that we're built on. And so, yeah, thank you again for, yeah. for sharing that. Did you, you look like you had another thought you wanted to share as I no, was No, 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 I was just yeah. listening to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, how, how has it been and even as a, as a mom, you know, I think you've taken on some, some challenges here lately too, even with the adoption and all that stuff. Has that been a challenge for you even in that whole area? No, that one comes pretty natural, yeah. <laughs> I have to say. And I didn't have... You know what, I, my hat goes off wholeheartedly to um, the men and women in the families who, who, who bring in a child who has really been a victim to some terrible thing. So I can't say, I mean, does it require patience? Does it require a lot of things as you're going through the system? Absolutely. But I can't say that that's been one of my most challenging, but you know, one of my kids growing up was my one who, you know, probably put a few gray hairs on me. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because he was the most like me (laughs) and I will not say names, but, um, but, you know, there were times, there were times when I had to really, um, really just pray and put my hope in the promises, you know, of the Lord and, and be, be the parent that I needed to be in the time, you know, when, when all this stuff was going on that I didn't, um, that I didn't completely lose it, you know? Um, uh, but what was your question again? What was the challenge? I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I was just talking about just even the challenges of motherhood at any time. Did you ever feel in the state of hopelessness as well? Because, you know, I, I think there is a lot of moms that do because and right now we're out of the, the phase of 
well, you're not, you're actually still, you got a six-year-old now with the adoption. So you're not a kindergarten. Yeah. (laughs) But, but a lot of parents are finding hopelessness too, because they're scared to death of with the, the facts of what's going on in our world today, that they're scared to death to put their kids into school, you know? And so there's a, this fear and, and again, the opposite of hope is fear too, right? You know, hopelessness is grounded in fear, you know? Uh So, yeah. I mean, what, what have you done just to kind of stay hopeful during this situation? I get, and again, I know you're going to probably tell me it's your foundation, right? But, uh, well, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like right now there are things that are going on in, in, in the school system that I don't agree with. And I'm very much, you know, um, and, Without, you know, so there are things that I'm uncomfortable with right now that could be, and I don't, and I'm not sure, you know, the route that I'm going to take yet with Stefan and his, um, and his course of education and all that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not at peace, but it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I'm just not at peace with where things are at. So I'm, I'm praying and I am really like seeking, you know, and doing my due diligence in, in in what's offered here. Let's just put it that way yeah. in the public system. Yeah. Um, but you know, every public school system is a little different as far as I know, and depending on the state you're living in, but you know, I just think the challenges of, of, of being a, a mom, I think it's funny. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and she saw me, she, she mentioned, she goes, I saw you kind of a little more hands off mom. And I'm like, Ooh, God, that didn't feel good <laughs> when she said that when, now, when she, when she said what she meant by it, I was like, okay. And I would say yes. Cause I recognized, and I realized in my own life, life is a journey, right? We are all on this journey and our stories aren't perfect. You know, even as, you know, as a believer since 24, my road hasn't been perfect. None yeah. of us, are perf- none of us are perfect. And and um, but we all have to find our way. We we have to find a way. You know, it's like as much as we want as parents, we get about two years. Well, they'll listen to us, maybe, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then they just like, oh no, that independence comes out. And I just, I think I've trusted. Um, in my 30s, I went through a really deep depression, and one of the things that I did uh, recognize and learn through that is that. Um, you know, we, we all are hungry for this unconditional love, but mm-hmm. almost all of us have come to know love is very conditional, right? The best of our parents try as best as everyone tries. Um, and boy, I'm going on a bunny trail again, Dan here. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I told right. you I'm a squirrel when it comes to these <laughs> things, but, um, parenting, there a deep depression at 30. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, I learned through that, I mean, even as being a believer for so many years, serving in the church, serving and walking in ministry and loving the Lord. And um, I still didn't know his love unconditionally. So when, when that came up in me, when that, when I realized that, I mean, it was just like in a severe time and a drought and somebody handed me this book called the sacred romance. And, um, when I opened this book and I started, it was just like, I was like, I couldn't put it down. It was just like, I didn't realize kind of like when my mom growing up in an alcoholic family, my mom told me, Oh, you need to read the book, you know, codependent, no more codependent, no more. And I didn't, I didn't ever think I needed that book until (laughs) it 
probably right around the time in my thirties, right before I was doing this major project and I was like overwhelmed. I yeah. was just like distraught, overwhelmed. And I was at my mom's house for a few days and I, she had it right there. Confession here. She had the book right next to the toilet and in yeah. a little basket. And I picked it up and God in his faithfulness. And here's the thing. God is so faithful to us. I opened it up right to what I needed to hear. Yeah. That was this awakening for me that Maggie, because of that unconditioned, because of that conditional love and because of your place in trying to find yourself and your family in the world with people and all, I, I had, I was incredibly codependent and yeah. I didn't, you know, but I wasn't ready to learn until that moment in time when I was at a crisis state of this is killing me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, um, circling back to my own son's journey is that I recognize really we can't control our kids. Yeah. We can pray for them. We can lead them. We can guide them. But ultimately, the choices they make are going to be their own. And the consequences that can come with them are going to be their own. And um, and you can just really just pray and hope that nothing that they don't go too far, you know, to stay away from heroin and all that other crazy stuff, you know, that might, <laughs> you know, that's the scary, that's the scariest yeah. part of being a mom in today's world. I think, I mean, you know, it was just what's accessible to kids and, and yeah. um, that wasn't available to us from things on the, on your phone to, mm. you know, there's so many things anyways, I don't know if I answered that. No, no. And I think it's good because I think what you're really saying and what I'm hearing you say more than anything is please help me. Yeah. yeah no, is <laughs> you, as a parent, you have to learn to be present in your child's life, but not in the sense of being a helicopter parent, you yeah. know, where you're hovering, but you need to learn how to be present in their life. So like you said, you, as a, as a parent, you lay a foundation from a certain age on, and then you got to kind of just trust now yeah. that that foundation starts to take root. And as they're going through life and they're experiencing these baby poor choices and consequences as a result uh, of those choices, mm -hmm. you're there to still show them then the grace that you received mm -hmm. as well. And you're giving them th that same grace. Doesn't mean that we don't have disappointment. Doesn't mean that we might be hurt by the choice that they made, but man, I'll tell you just to show them that grace and that love is, is a powerful thing mm -hmm. as they go through that. Yeah. yeah, the grace and the love through the consequences. Exactly. You know, and exactly. I think one of the things like uh, for us was just things look different for this child because yeah. of his choices. And, you know, we waited for the day, but we we had to lay that hard boundary for him to, you know, to really to really safeguard all of us in a sense, you know, yeah. but 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 it's just but for him to be able to at the end of it really own this was your decision. This was, this is a consequence, you know, yeah. you tell your kids and, and, and you hope, you hope, you hope, you hope. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, but you also trust, you know, you also trust that, that going along the way that they've heard the truth, they know the truth and yeah. hopefully that'll guide them at some point, you know, at some level, you know, uh, hmm when they hit that rock bottom or when they, when they're getting close to it, or they're recognized that like for me in my twenties, I mean, before God even came knocking on my door, I, I was looking around going, I'm not on a really good path here. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm, uh, you know, so I kind of already bowed off the kind of guys that I was interested in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd already done that. And then along comes Bob, you know, yeah. Doo -doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so 
but it's it's going back to like faith and hope go hand in hand for me you know and faith and it's not faith this blind faith you know like speak out faith and it happens yeah 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 faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, faith in God, faith in who he says he is and who he says I am and that relationship that I have with him that I can hope, you know, and hope, hope there's good and bad. I mean, this life comes, you know, we're promised we're going to have trials. I mean, he tells us we're going to have trials, but who are we going to, are the trials going to be, you know, what take us down or are the trials going to be what build us up? And I think that that hope and hip, you know, trusting in him through the trials of life, you know, believing, standing on his word and, you know, is, is critical. I mean, yeah, no, I agree. Well, Meg, I, I honestly, I really appreciate you uh, joining us and being on the, the podcast today. It's always good to connect. I know it's been a long time. Like I said, it's been a while. So yeah, far uh, too long. (laughs) um, I, in the show notes, I'm, if anybody's interested in health coaching, I'm going to put down some information for people to get a hold of you. So if they're interested in any health coaching, maybe you might, yeah. And uh, if they have any questions, maybe they can reach out to you via your email or whatever as well. Just maybe you said something today that resonated and they wanted to hear something. Or Maggie Kerr-Hansman on Facebook. You can always send me a message. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm totally low key, my friend. So <laughs> yeah. And that, yep. and that's, that's been, you know, that's been, that's become like my passion and my ministry for now is just yeah. helping people. And there's no greater reward, you know, there's no greater satisfaction in life is to be able to, you know, encourage and, and support and serve another person. So yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. Yeah. Well, well, I hope I didn't make, I hope, I hope my, uh, squirrel scrolling around here no no it's all good it's all good hope it made sense to anyone watching out there but um (laughs) yeah look up yeah look up there is one who is who is far greater and you know i think one of the things that we can really when we anchor ourselves in his word and we see and we diligently seek and ask him to show us i believe he will yeah. Sounds good. Anyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And everybody who's listening, stay faithful and stay hopeful until the next one. Amen.